Welcome to Great Question with me and Kate. I'm Mia. Je m'appelle Kate. <laughs> you may have noticed that I just introduced myself in French. I did notice that. I just so happen to not be in the room with you right now. Bummer. I'm in a different country. I am in France, in Paris. Boo. But we're still asking these great questions. How's it going over there? Lots to boo. Um, man, it has been a journey. Um, but we're over here with some students. And hopefully people are learning. We are in the top of week four of a four-week program. So far, everybody is is on a straight and narrow at this point in time. Home stretch. Home stretch. Yep. We did have a student go missing in a foreign country today when they, they went off for travel weekend. Now I'm rethinking allowing them to go for travel weekend. I'm just constantly anxious and that would, would up the anxiety level already. Like I would say stay in France at least, mm -hmm. you know. How are you? How's the United States? Tell me everything. Um, the United States is a dumpster fire as <sighs> per usual. New Orleans is a smaller dumpster fire. Okay. It's also like a wire trash bin kind of fire or Yeah, like um like a barrel fire, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Keeping people warm at night. That's us. Yeah. It's excruciatingly hot today for whatever reason. I want to say the heat index is 110. What? Yeah, like it got stupid. Oh, I'm not coming back. I was up at 7.30 and that in and of itself is a problem, but it was very warm when I stepped out on the porch. I'm not a fan. I'm in a tank top and cutoffs right now. Oh, you are not making it appetizing <laughs> to come back to 110 <laughs> degrees, I'll tell you that. It's unpleasant, especially if you got a broken ankle and you were in a boot. This thing oh, is man. getting gross. It's getting washed often. I uh, bet. We've had some crazy weather, which is par for the course of this time of year. I got another gig rained out because that's what I do. Black yeah, skies, flooding streets. Yeah, Che pointed out, my brother, um, that I've had one outdoor gig this year that wasn't rained out. And thank God that was Jazz Fest. <laughs> hey, I was there. Great. You were. I saw uh, that happen. Yeah, I'm hoping that I will maintain some of that luck for Pride Fest in a couple of weeks. Because um, I'm going to lose my mind if I can't do that one outside. I mean, we have the indoor stage and there are contingencies, but I would love to just be outside and sweating with my homies. Super excited about that event. I think it's going to be really, really fun, really great. Um, it's going to be hot though. It's going to be, yes. I gotta, I gotta prepare. Cause it's been like 70 degrees here and it still gets like hot and sweaty. Cause you're walking around and these people don't believe in air conditioning, mm. but it got up to 80, I think yesterday. And I went in the grocery store and just stood in front of <laughs> the cold vegetables, <laughs> like some kind of perv, some kind yes. of vegetable perv. Mm -hmm. Um, and I lingered way too long. Nice. They knew what was up. They can spot an American a mile away. Oh, for sure. Not um, a fan of us over there. You know, I'm going to tell you this. Uh -oh. They are. Teach me something. They are less so not fans. And I'll say that grammatically <laughs> correct by saying they like us a little more than normal lately. Okay. Um, I think it's because we've been humbled as a country. I was going to say, I wonder if it's pity. <laughs> it is pity. It is pity. 
that checks um, out for sure. Yeah, we are not uh, the dominant force that saved them, quote unquote, from speaking German <laughs> almost a hundred years ago. And I yeah. think that they're happy, happy to have us back on the level. And mm. I don't get as many like winces <laughs> when I interact <laughs> with people. I do still get eye rolls. And I'll tell you, I'm not as funny in French as my hilarity level, my unstoppable <laughs> levels of hilarity, quite frankly, in Calm English. down. <laughs> I mean, unstoppable, me you say. Ceaseless. I mean, say. I'll, I'll say you make me laugh every day. That's, um, See? is that unstoppable? I don't know. Can't stop, won't stop. That sounds like unstoppable. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Good for you. So I haven't been consuming any French media, so to speak, but what's happening in the last three weeks that I've missed? I mean, you probably know it's all on social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the big things that I've seen, obviously more mass shootings. That's our jam. Uh, <sighs> It was just horrible. Um, and then, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, was... yeah. <laughs> Equally nauseating for different reasons. Really upsetting. It's just been hard. Yeah, the, the mass shooting situation, in particular, the Valde, is mm -hmm. oh, it's just heart-wrenching. Um, really is. Because we say in America, like, well, other countries don't deal with this. I'm in another country right now, and they don't deal with this. Yeah. And I have seen a AK-47 in the last week. But guess what? It's one dude who's trained for the government to walk around with that. Mm -hmm. And people's tempers don't get so hot that the immediate presumption is, I'm going to solve this by ending the lives of young children. Yeah. Like, there's a different way to do it. And it doesn't have to be us dreaming of a land that handles it well. I'm going to go political super quick because I haven't gotten to really go off about uh -oh, this. Trying uh -oh. to be a good example to the kids. Go off. Once we get rid of gun lobby bullshit or all lobby bullshit, if people mm -hmm. want to say that they live in the land of the free, I have such bad news for you. We are run by three corporations. Yep. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you are seeing that late capitalism fallout right now. Yeah. But we built this country on the backs of others. We continue to do so in different, more subversive and quiet ways. And we just continue to be self-centric to the grossest degree. So there's, there's my, there's my patriotism right there. I respect it. I mean, there have been instances in other countries where stuff like this has happened and the government steps in like, Hey, no more. Mm -hmm. Like we're taking them. And then, you know, the citizens are like, damn, you're right about that. No, that's fair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good call. And then mm -hmm. they don't deal with this shit anymore. And their liberties are not compromised. You don't need an assault rifle. You're not a, no. a marksman with an assault rifle. Get out of here. It's foolishness. You want to go hunt, live off the land? I respect that. You don't need an, an AR-15 for that. No, because you're not going to eat whatever meat you just blew to smithereens. Absolutely not. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about happier things, please. Thank let's you. Let's do it. Oh, s'il vous plaît. Merci. There, I'll, I'll give you a little. Oh, gosh. Yep. It's going to happen. I mean. It's going to happen I'll, I'll drop my French stats if you need me to. People Are need we... me to. It's not Go just ahead. you. Let's I'm brag. Saying. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get this going. Come on. I placed fourth in the state of Louisiana in French, 
2001. Yeah, I'm holding on to it. 2001 nice. was my peak. Placed eighth in the country. Ooh, that's braggy brag. I've got a medal somewhere. I can't throw it away because again, that was my peak. That was also the same year I won the eighth grade award for athleticism. Man, oh man, what can't you do? Play golf. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm really bad at golf. Okay. Right. And it's because if I'm not immediately decent at something, I quit. Oh, um, that's a good character trait right there. Oh, for sure. I And golf notoriously takes a very long time to get good. Mm -hmm. um, it also didn't help that my brother was like the one who was trying to show me what to do. And we don't work well together in that capacity. <laughs> um, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, get the fuck away from me! So, um, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't made it back to the driving range. In quite some time. Well, I have a fun fact about driving ranges. Uh-oh. I used to live next to one. Ooh, how was that? It was great. I would go over, and my, my friends worked there, and so we would just, like, go goof off, fuck around. And I found that me practicing my voice studio rep while I drove golf balls, I was, like, hmm. ace in the hole. I was just cranking them. It was great. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So there you go. There's a little stat for you. It seems like a good tension releaser. Mm -hmm. I could use that in my life, but it's also it's just it's too stressful for me to not be good at stuff. Yeah, so. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Have you been watching anything? I I whoa, let's talk about Stranger Things. Ooh, yes. Yep. Binged. Done and gone. I felt bad that you watched it and I didn't know that you were watching it and I didn't like wait for you so that we could oh, yeah, watch that concurrently. Moment. Cause you were like, oh, Stranger Things. I was like, oh, I've finished it. Day of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said this to you after watching the first half, um, some major plot holes. Sure. But like an enjoyable romp through the 1980s. Mm -hmm. through this little, this new horrific situation that these consigned kids have gotten themselves into yeah i uh i dig it i appreciate the storytelling um great soundtrack i mean oh yeah the music supervisor earning their keep really fantastic and way to go for kate bush to get back on the charts that's so exciting yeah yeah we've got kate bush on the charts we've got top gun the top of the box oh office. my goodness what year is it i'll tell you what i'm really excited by and i have made a promise to my significant other that i would God not go see jurassic park <sighs> i'm super excited for jurassic park man i was thinking oh it would be fun to see that with kate and then i was like she probably already has plans and you I'm do. Sorry about it. I'm sorry, man. It's all right. I'll just go by myself. It's fine. I listen. Here's I'm going to tell you this in a recorded, permanent promise. Meh. Whoa! I haven't <laughs> even made it yet. <laughs> if there is the presence of one of those like megalodon swimmy dinosaurs, like there was in the last one, where like the battle came to him. I will go see it with you. What? I could watch that over and over again. Remember? In oh, no, 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 no. I don't go to movies with people who've already seen it. Whoa. All right. That's a... what, I'm never making <laughs> offers. That's a hard again. and fast rule of mine. I'm sorry. <sighs> Good God. It just feels like they're doing me a favor. Like, ugh, I don't need you. I'll go watch it by myself. I'll take myself on a date. 
I love that. I'll go to the fancy one, get some cheese, a little charcuterie, some hummus. I'll go by myself. I don't care. Okay. Well, enjoy. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this brief message from our sponsors. Oh, wait. We don't have any yet. Welcome back. Um, all right. It's my turn to ask you the questions. Big or little. Can't wait. What you want? What you want? Let's start little. Let's let's it's a Sunday night. Let's start a little. All right. If you could live in any other country, where would it be and why? Oh, oh shit. Tell you where it wouldn't be. <laughs> That's right, France. Oh yeah? Yeah, I can't do it, man. That makes sense. Well, okay. Uh -oh. I'm going to give a long answer to the short question. Love it. So one of my life goals is to see as much of this earth as possible. Fuck yeah. Like I want to I wanna meet people from other cultures, other ways of life, as many different landscapes, soundscapes, fire escapes, <laughs> scapegoats, <laughs> whatever, as many of those as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not too far along that goal. I've done a pretty significant amount of travels in Europe, but like I have all of South America to do, mm -hmm. some of Central America to do, all of Africa, Asia, of course. So I feel like this is a limited answer because of sure, yeah, 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 limited life experience. But for those listening who don't interact with me on a daily basis, I have Italian in my in my heritage and I've been to Italy and I love Italy. Italy's great. But when I have been to Ireland once and when I went, we touched down and it just felt like home. Mm. And it just, it was like my bones were like, oh, okay, good. We're back here. Mm, that's beautiful. Oh shit. Yeah. Like I, I fit in with all the old men in Italy that want to speak Italian and act surprised that I don't, I don't know when I say, you know, Capisco. Um, so right now, in my limited travel capacity, I'd probably say Ireland, even though it's very chilly and very gray. Mm. But it's not 110 heat index, so there's that. Yeah, that's a valid consideration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm flipping it to you. What you got? Okay. I, dang, I loved Italy. Mm. Um, I really, really loved it. I could hang there, I think. You know, I've got a, a general handle on the language. Obviously, I, I eat. <laughs> I could get down. Although, now that I'm gluten-free, that's Ooh upsetting. That would yeah, be... Yeah, that gelato. Yeah, I just go hard on gelato all the time. What is he upset about? I'm not actually going, man. Or you could come too. You fit in my suitcase. But... Before the 2016 election, I started mentally preparing <laughs> to leave. Um, Good for you. Yeah, I have citizenship in Mexico. And nice. I find myself more and more drawn to it. And I haven't seen a lot of it. You know, we spent time there every year, summers and Christmases and stuff, um, a few weeks. But it was mostly at our house in in Juarez that we never really left. But it wouldn't be Juarez. It would probably be Mexico City. 
because it's a big, you know, metropolis kind of feel, very urban. There's art everywhere. It's so mm. it's so beautiful. Um, the food is slamming, music everywhere. It it has that New Orleans feel, and so I I love it, and I I could see myself settling there. And I did really strongly consider it. Um. <laughs> well, I've heard some some whispers about the good old twenty twenty four. So uh, keep that keep that citizenship alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were serious conversations in my family because, like, my brother and I are not. This is going to sound so cheesy. We will not be separated. And so we talked about Mexico. Obviously, we have family, so. It wouldn't be super crazy, but it would be difficult for him to work. That's surprising to me. They're all over Europe. Yeah, they're headquartered in, in Germany, which I would also be all right with. We had a cousin who lived there for a while, and he spoke very highly of it. You know, huh. Europe is cool. I like sausage, you know? Okay. Hey. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I heard that about you. I don't, I don't think I could move to Germany. I don't know. But it's I have not, I not my really, first choice. Yeah. I mean, we've got German blood, so maybe it would be that sort of experience where we set foot on it and we feel our, our ancestral roots. I doubt it. Mm. <laughs> I really want to go to, to Nigeria for that reason, because I've heard so many black people say that when they go pretty much to anywhere in Africa, mostly because we don't, well, up until a few years ago, it was very difficult for us to know where we came from in Africa. Yeah. But I've heard so many people say that just setting foot on African soil is a relief and it feels like a homecoming spiritually. Um, and I would love to experience that, especially if we can go to Nigeria and be like, oh, man, this is where we're from. This is crazy. But I'm with you. I want to go yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I, I want to go everywhere. I think like citizen of the world might be my revised answer just bounce around mm -hmm. i don't know i need a home base yeah i get that i think i do too and maybe it's just because i don't know i've lived in this house my whole life pretty much but i i need a i need a home base okay i respect it mm, good stuff you ready big question here we go oh i don't know that felt like a big question but i guess i guess here we go all right what does the word or the act, no, both, um, of love mean to you? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. What a big question. That's what I'm here for, fam. Wow. Um, well, if I say it to somebody, that means that I have thought long and hard about the, the tenure of that feeling. And that it is a permanent feeling. Even people that like, I don't, I've said it to that I don't talk to any longer. Like when I said it, I was like, all right, even if this goes south, you're still going to like actually care about them. And, and I guess if you're asking what the act is, mm -hmm. I think it's really like, it's pretty simple. We do a good job of complicating it. Yeah, that's um, so true. I think it's just fully embracing the person before you mm. Mm. like just that's who that person is. That's the bad, the good, 
the great, the ugly, all of it. And just saying like, yeah, I, that's good enough for me. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think in like, in a partnership sense, it always irked me when people would talk about like my other half or my better half. Well, first of all, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. But second of all, like you're not half a person until you meet someone else. You're a whole damn person from the get. Yep. And so for me, like the act of like partnership and whether that's, you know, like deep business partnership, best friendship, or like romantic life partner or like life partner that's not romantic. I think it's like one plus one equals this third thing. And it's not a half plus a half equals one whole thing. Mm. I I think, and maybe this goes too far beyond the question, but like, I think loving somebody is the act of active choice to do the right thing for that relationship, that, that pact of love, Mm -hmm. like every day it's, it's a choice. It's not something that just like one day you sign on the dotted line and it's like, okay, that's, we don't have to like, it's like a garden that, and that's like a really shitty metaphor or (laughs) tropey, but like, you gotta weed it, you gotta water it, you gotta, you gotta fertilize it in some way to keep Mm -hmm. it evolving and and growing. And it's just, I I get nervous when people say like, oh, my other half, Mm -hmm. well, I love that you like feel that this person completes some missing part of you but also like man is that a lot of pressure for somebody else yep i think that's a lot of implosion implosion worthy or impending implosions happen because of that so yeah i don't know just like doing right by somebody else is the act of of love and and loving someone means like again you see all all the colors of that rainbow and you're like yeah those, those work for me i'm not i'm not gonna try to change them Mm -hmm. I celebrate that and letting it be. How about you? Yeah, you bring up two good points. The other half or better half thing, I feel like one sort of sets you up for failure Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because you create this level of dependency where you feel like you're not enough on your own. um, you, You can't survive without that person. And neither should be true before you get into a relationship. Like you should be, you know, self-dependent and, or independent, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) Self-sufficient and independent. But then you you make that choice, like you said. I mean, my garden's dead and weeded over and dried up to dust. One, I'm gonna encourage you to not talk along those lines. Two, I'm also going to encourage you Harumph. and encourage our listeners to widen the definition of, I think it's so easy for us oh, in the I cultural was just, context that we're raised in. Yeah, It's not just romantic love. It's not no, just no, no. partnership love. I was sweeping that shit to the side because that's just not where I am right now. Uh-huh. In the past, my definition of romantic love was very unhealthy. And so it took, and is still taking a while to reprogram my brain to get out of that toxic mentality of depending on someone, um, putting them on a pedestal, being grateful that they like are even thinking about being with me. Like I was in a whole bunch of bullshit for a long time and I'm currently working on loving myself 
Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Self affirmations and and even just this week saying that I was proud of myself was a big deal for me. So romantic stuff aside, there are a lot of people I love in very different ways. Friendship, love to me means I'm gonna help you hide the bodies. I'm not gonna ask you any <laughs> questions. I got you, don't worry about it. That's, that's it, like we're ride or die, I'm in this. I don't say it lightly. I have in the past said it because I've known that that's what people want to hear. And that's a shitty thing to do. Again, still working on me. I think we've all done that. I think, I mean, yes, I love that you're working on it. I think we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm the only person. I'm not special in that regard. My mistakes are not unique to me, but at the same time, I got to own them. Sure. I think the deepest love that I've had was for my grandmother. And that was because we actively chose each other. You know, she didn't have to raise me. I didn't have to take care of her when she got sick, but we did. And it wasn't even, it never really felt like a choice, but you know, it was a, a decision that was made on a regular basis between the two of us, a nonverbal agreement that, that we were gonna, be each other's person. And I think that relationship greatly influenced the way that I view love and the way that I love other people and like love language and stuff. Like I, I try and take care of my people. And that, I think at the root of it, that's what loving somebody means to me. Like I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna support you without judgment. I mean, grandma and I judge each other huh, a lot, but you know, we never shut the door on one another. And she learned a lot. She grew a lot, which is not something that a lot of old people can do. Right. And I think I grew a lot as well. And I think it, it really informed my other relationships. And I don't have children, probably never will. <laughs> I might adopt later on, who knows. But when my first niece was born, it was like leveling up. Oh my God, I almost started crying. Nope, I'm glad we don't have the video on. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, I would cut off all of my limbs if for mm -hmm. some reason you needed me to without question. Mm -hmm. And if somebody steps to you, I will kill them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll yep. do that time with a smile on my face. Uh, I'll try and get away with it. But if I don't, it's it's whatever. And it it has not decreased at all. There are five of them now. And I see that little fat ass baby. Ooh, just strutting around with those cheeks and those dimples. And I just, oh my God. It's like, ugh, it's like the Grinch and your heart grows. And you don't think <laughs> that it's possible, but it's like, how can I possibly love so many people so deeply, so fully, but you totally can. And it's not, there's no limit. Even though my nephew's like, I can't love you and love mama at the same time. It's like, no, I promise you can. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it is all encompassing. Um, and I think grandma is the root of all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think two things that you said that are interesting are the moment you realize that you're gonna sacrifice 
your own comfortability mm-hmm. or the needs of somebody else. Um, yeah. I think that's when you know actual love. Yeah. You know, like as a, a young person growing up in relationships, you're like, oh, I, I know what it means to love somebody. And I think, you know, that the definition of that and the feeling of that evolves throughout your life. But I really think hopefully everybody gets an opportunity to be better than themselves, so to speak, hmm. and sacrifice and, and make choices for the good of somebody else. Um, yeah. And it's not pleasant. Like, it's not like when you do it, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm floating. Like, no, it's still <laughs> a bitch. Like, it's still hard and sad and doesn't feel like candy land all the time. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, I think, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually. The misnomer that you, like, you grow up and you love your parents and then you, you meet your friends and you love your friends and then, like, your parents fade away in your heart somehow because there's only room for hmm. caring about, like, one or two people. And then, like, you meet your, your romantic partner. And I just, I don't know where that comes from in our culture. I, I guess know. it's the the patriarchy. I don't know. Blame it on the patriarchy. But I love it. That's I mean, that's my go to. But really, like, there's just there's if we could all kind of like extrapolate a little bit and be OK with loving a bunch of people, a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. I just think we'd be a happier society. But that's just me. I hear you. It is interesting to think about the root of that because I mean you go back way way back to the very beginning of the institution of marriage and it's very much like I pay you to take my daughter off my hands Mm -hmm. and sort of wash my hands of it because she's mouthy like me I mean (laughs) the whole whole deal get Uh, this mouthy lady out of my life yeah that's interesting fucking patriarchy yeah man Mm. I'm I still don't really find myself drawn to marriage. I don't know. I mean, I never had a working model put in front of me, so that could be it. (laughs) Well, I think we also see like weird constructs of it a lot Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like two people making it work, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even now I say that out loud, like I spent a lot of my childhood at my best friend's house up the street. And her parents are still together today. Nice. And they, you know, they have a good partnership figured out. So it's not that I didn't have any role models in terms of a, a healthy marriage because they're crushing it. Way to go, Bobby and Cynthia. <laughs> yeah, I think I just, I'm realizing in therapy um, that a lot of my behavior is modeled behavior. And the loving somebody more than you love yourself is a double-edged sword because... I have put other people's needs before my own too much. And there has to be a balance. You know, I have to learn how to say no. And I have to learn how to... What's that word mean? I have to learn how to put people in check sometimes and be like, hey, this is a mutual thing. You know, I can't continue to over-sacrifice myself um, because I'm losing my mind. Yeah. So that's... It's, it's an ever-evolving process. It's always a learning process as well. But there are, I was just thinking about this the other day because I love my mother, but I didn't know her. 
really. I was six when she died. Most of what I know of her, I learned through other people. Mm. And that is a weird way to get to know your parent. (laughs) Yeah. But I love her, you know? She, talk about parental love, she pretty much literally sacrificed herself for her children. She knew that having another kid would destroy her physically. She knew she wouldn't live very long and she didn't want my brother to be an only child. So she had me. It was a very strategic decision on her part and that is some crazy kind of love. And that's awesome and I love her for it. Super, just super weird to to think about it in that regard as like somebody I don't really know. Yeah, like through your own lens, through your own lived experience too. Yeah. I mean, like I remember watching General Hospital with her and how she thought Ricky Martin was cute and he had long hair. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Love is a weird thing. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's different than the easy patterns that Hollywood or, you know, whatever other grouping show us. Like it's it's so different than that. And I just. I worry that everybody's looking for the Hollywood version, whether that's the Hollywood parent version, the Hollywood friend version, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's a weird one. Love, man. Mm. Great question. Well, as they say here in this country, Uh-oh. I think we need to bid our, our listeners a, a bon soirée, because for me, it's nighttime. You could say bon journée for you, because it's middle of the afternoon. Well, then... As we say in the the South, in the United States, I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> uh, it is late in the evening over there. I appreciate you doing this. Man, talking deep talks with my best friend on a Sunday night. Fuck yeah. That's where it's at. This has been Great Question with Mia and Kate. Thank you for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Kate, use a real one. Catch you on the flip, y'all. Bye. Bye.